Hello, welcome to the Early Value NFL Betting Podcast. No Sarge podcast this week, I'm afraid. I've been at a wedding most this week, feeling rough, getting over a hangover the rest of the week. I'm busy, done my knee in, too much dancing. So we're going to just do the props and a little talk about sides. I've got my mate Bradley Johnson with me. How are we, mate? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. I think I'm a whole lot better than the way you sound. So, yeah, I'm looking forward <laughs> to having a chat about the NFL again tonight. Yeah, midweek weddings. I mean, I don't know what's going on in the world these days, but a midweek wedding is hard work. And then to get over it is um, at the age we are. It's just no no quick fix. And then having a lot of the guests on from America, it just it, a lot of them do their podcast later on in the week. And that's why I try to get my sides one out early in the week before they get really into their their big role of doing their, their own podcasts and, and that, that they do for a living. So um, so it just didn't work out this week. So, But I'm sure hopefully we had a good week last week, mate. Back to four and two, back in the green with Gurpal with us. Um, so, yeah, so that was good. So hopefully we can just continue it this week, mate. Yeah, we had some good picks last week, didn't we? Yeah. Um... Gurpal had a nice few picks. Uh, well, one nice pick, one loser. Yeah. Same uh, as two winners. And you had... Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's nice. I mean, after the first week, we had a bit of bad variance go against us, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, last week, it was... Uh, I, think, I don't think last week really went for us. I think they were just good, good picks, to be honest. Yeah, Metcalf was unlucky for Gurpal's second pick. Foul one reception short. Lockett got all the work. And I think there's a, definitely a lot of teams where I'm trying to avoid... Going, going ahead because with Seattle, it's, it's going to be taught, uh, Lockett or Metcalf most weeks and you just don't know who you, you're sort of playing with the devil with who, who you pick from week to week. And there's a few others that are, are like that. And I just, it's hard to really know one way or the other who who is going to get the work um, for, from each week. So that was unlucky. My loser, I can't remember who, uh, who my loser was on the, uh, on the bet. I forgot who, who it was, but it lost, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Just as a quick talk about sides, obviously we've got a lot of close games this week. One of the biggest spreads at the start of the week, oh, obviously, has come ba- right ba- down. Sorry, Ross, it was Bateman, yeah. weren't it? Oh, it was Bateman, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, one, one massive catch again. What I spoke yeah. about, how he had one massive catch and hardly anything else, and he's literally done the same again. He's had Three catches, I think, for 26 yards. And then he's had that one catch for 75. And then he hasn't had a catch again for the rest of the game. Um, such is life. It just it just happens. Howard did the, did a good job on him after that. But unfortunately, it was after we lost. Yeah, so it's back to the sides. Obviously, uh, one of the games that had one of the biggest spreads, the LA Chargers versus Jacksonville Jaguars, was over, plus, uh, over seven points with Herbert getting injured in that Thursday night game. It's settled around seven, but tonight we've just seen a massive move now where it's dropped to three. So all indications are pointing that Justin Herbert is probably going to be out of this game and Chase Daniel is there. Um, Not really a spread you could get involved in, I don't think now, is it, Brad? Yeah, I think it's it's one of them, isn't it? If you do fancy the Jaguars, you've sort of missed the boat. Yeah. And if you do fancy the the Charges, you're taking a massive leap of faith with the quarterback Herbert if he does play. I mean, if he doesn't play and you get and you think land three and a half or three is a good number with Chase Daniels, then that's a fair comment. I couldn't 
is Herbert really worth the five, six points? Possibly. But then I think they can run the ball a lot with Eckler and take the ball out of his hands a lot. So and they've still got they've got a good defence there, haven't they? I know you're a big fan of their defence. Yeah. So yeah, right. it's not one of the, I think it's one of them games. If you are in, if you are looking to make a bet, leave it as late as possible to game time, I think. There's no there's no rush. No, I think no. if they did if they did play Herbert, if they did risk it. I think you're looking at um, quick passes. There's no way they can leave him hanging around there, even if he's got a lot of protection on his body um, with with Alan coming at him on the edges. And that. I just think he would, if they risked him, they would have to do quick passes for him. We've got yeah, few... and it's, just, just, sorry, it's a long... It's, sorry, it's a long season, isn't it, Ross? Yeah, uh, exactly. So there's no, there's no need for all... This game won't make or break their, their season, will it? They won't define it. No, 100%. Yeah, there's sometimes... Seeing it with Mahomes a couple of years ago when he got hurt and they had to sit him for a few weeks and then they brought him back against Tennessee when he sort of dislocated his kneecap. And, uh, yeah, sometimes you just... No point in risking them. The team, as good as what I think the Chargers are, there's plenty of games there that they'll, they'll want Herbert and they'll still be well in there. Obviously, we've got a few division games this week as well. Um, some interesting games where teams are, are naught and two. Obviously, one Tennessee Las Vegas Raiders. Someone don't have to win. It could be a tie, but big game for, for both of these franchises. Obviously, Tennessee coming off the one seed last season. The Raiders quietly tipped by a few of the big moves of Devontae Adams and Josh McDaniels at head coach to maybe make a bit of a charge in the AFC West this year. That game is, I don't know where I'd like to call it. There's a fair few injuries. Hunter Renfro, I've just seen, is ruled out. Uh, I see Josh Jacobs hasn't travelled with illness, whether he's going to make it in time. And then Tennessee have got a whole host of injuries. So, again, not sure if that would be any game. Would you Would you even want any involvement in that? Or do, are we looking at this is maybe two bad teams the whole of the season? I think Tennessee are definitely in for a long season. I think, I think, I think laying two and a half with the Raiders is probably the best price you're going to get all season with the Titans. It's going against the Titans. I think, I think they're really up against it now. Um, Henry doesn't look his old self, does he? he looks like it's caught yeah. out of him a little bit. All them carries. Um, Tannehill doesn't look the best leader when it's all going wrong, and they haven't got no, they haven't got no weapons, have they? Well, there's no receivers to be scared of. There's nothing to be worried about there. So, yeah, it's not a game I probably would like to get involved with from a size point of view. I wonder um, if uh, Tennessee lose this, whether the calls for Malik Willis maybe starting to come. Yeah, I think they're. I think Tennessee on a bye next week. I think they're possibly on a bye. I'm not sure. Oh, like, no, sorry, no, sorry, I've got that wrong. I've got that wrong. They're not on a bye. Sorry, I've got that wrong. No. So, um, I don't think they are. Don't think they're no, they're playing the so, yeah. They're yeah, the there will be week, so. there will be calls for um, there will be calls to get rid of him, won't there? Yeah, I think so. And then other than that, we've got uh, one of the big matchups, and it will spiral into uh, first bet of our player props: Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins. Hard not to be impressed with both of these teams massively from how this season started. Yeah, definitely can't agree there, Ross. I think we all expected. Buffalo to come flying out of traps. Don't think many saw Miami to be this well 
well functioning this well this early. So yeah, I think the head coach has made a great impact there. Obviously, with Tyreek Hill, you all know him well for being a Chiefs fan. He's made yeah. a great difference to that offense. Um, Waddle's obviously a brilliant receiver too. So two has got a lot to work with. And yeah, it sets up to be. I know there's meant to be a little bit of weather around, but it sets up to be a great matchup, doesn't it, Ross? Yeah, and what speed? I mean, Miami have got it. If they're down in a game, then start looking at overs in play for everything with them, with with the weapons they've got. If you see, like last week against Baltimore when they were down, I mean, it was just all firing all over the place, wasn't it? Um, they really probably still had no right in coming back and winning that game if if all said and done. But um, but when they've got so many weapons, such a deep threat, and they've got a they've, they've got a really good defense. I still think they've got a very very good defense. This this game against Buffalo is. I actually I like Miami plus five and a half. Obviously, the Bills have got a fair few injury rules themselves. Ed Oliver is out. Miami can't really run the ball that well as it is. And I think Armstead might be questionable, which would be negate that sort of move. Um, but I, th- I think it's just going to be full of passing again. And the first prop that I'll, I'll give out is Tua to get over one and a half passing touchdowns. Because I just think this game is going to be all in passing from both teams. And with a total of 53, I'm obviously expecting it to be a high-scoring game. Now, his only... My, my one concern we spoke about off-air is when you're coming off a game of six passing touchdowns of 400-odd yards, it is all set up for the uh, for the reg- obvious regression and bounce back one, one touchdown and 220 yards and two interceptions. And that's just the way it will go. But I have to think in this game with Waddle, with Hill, with Jasicki, there's, there's enough people he can throw to for passing touchdowns at home. And Buffalo, you're not holding Buffalo under 20 points. I just, I just cannot see how, how that's happening. So they're going to have to throw to keep up with the score. So one and a half touchdown, one and a half passing touchdowns for two at five to six most places is the one for me. Yeah, that's fair enough, Ross. I quite like his over yards. I think it's around 255. Yeah. Um, it, began, it began the season around 230. In two weeks, it's gone up 20, 20-ish yards. And he's the first week, I think he got 270 against uh, New England. And then last week, he obviously got 469. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's an outlier. He's not going to get that many. But if you look, mid two, mid-250s for the weapons he's got, I think he's a little bit low, to be honest. And when you take into account, it, it should be a high-scoring game. He's up against an offence. I mean, you said about... If Miami go behind, I think it's the same for the Bills, isn't it? The Bills are going to come out throwing. And even if the Bills are in front, they seem to just launch bombs, don't they, Ross? So, yeah. I can't ever see it being a nothing less than like a back-and-forth game, really. So, I think for Miami to be in the game, they're going to have to throw more than 250-ish. So, yeah, I like both of them bets, Ross. Yeah, his longest passing, I think, you could come into play. There's, I think there's so many ways to attack it. And, a lot of them have to be the over while, while the offence is running as well. And what like Daniels is doing, a cracking job, isn't he, with, with this offence. He's obviously brought in what he wants to do with speed, a bit like how, we, how they're running it with the 49ers, trying to get them players with speed, Debo and Ayuk at the 49ers, how he did into space, and then get them away with the ball. And he's sort of 
doing that now the same with with Miami, isn't he? Trying to get the ball into Hill, Waddle's hands and get them in space and, and off they go to the races. So going on to a bet for yourself, Brad, I think uh, moving away from the sides, there's, there's nothing really bet-wise sides that I feel strongly enough about that I would want to talk about betting. So unless there's any sides that you want to talk about before you move into your prop, no, mate. I think it's very much a week for teasers myself. I think there's a lot of games that are around the minus three mark, aren't there? Yeah. There's a lot of, but there's, there's no real big favourites this week. Um, I think the biggest favourites probably on the board now is the Chiefs and the Bengals. Yeah. There's quite a, there's quite a few road favourites, isn't there? I mean, you've got oh, the no, the Eagles are. Eagles, oh, the Eagles, Eagles sorry, are six yeah. and a half. The Vikings are six. And then Another uh, road, the yeah. Chiefs and Bills are five and a half. Yeah, there's nothing really I like on the spread. I mean, my first player prop bet is going to be Tyler Higby over, I think he's over 47. I've seen 44 not long ago, yeah. Yeah, 44. I think he's just good up to anything around 48, 49 yards. I mean, in the first two weeks of the season, he's had 20 targets. The first game of the season, he got 11 targets, five catches for 39. And then last week, he got nine targets, seven catches for 71 yards. He's coming out against a Cardinals defence, which has been pretty leaky against tight ends already. I mean, Kelsey got eight receptions, 120 yards. And then last week, sorry, I can't read my writing, someone got yeah. six, Waller. Oh, Darren Waller, Waller, Waller. Got six for 50. Yeah. So they obviously like giving up the middle of the middle of the um, pitch he's one of Goff's favourite targets um, obviously they'll be trying to stop Cup but yeah I think Higby his yards and his cap, his yards and his catches over 4.5 this week I think they're both playable yeah fully agree it's, it's a bet that I've made because as you just said the, the middle of the field and it's not even just against the, the tight end even the slots I mean Greg Dor- um, sorry the um Juju Smith-Schuster in his first game, he went for six for 79, played the majority of his snaps in the slot. And Hunter Renfro last week, he went for seven catches for, I think it was around about 60 yards, uh, 59 yards. Um, So it is, it does seem like they've got a real problem in that middle of the field area that Higby is, I don't think the Rams have actually got that many targets. After... After you take Cup, they've got Robinson, but I think it really is Robinson, Higby, and Cup are the three main players for them. And that's as you say, you could see him easily again getting maybe five, six receptions, um, upwards of 48, 50 yards. So it is, yeah, one one I fully agree with, and that I've backed myself, mate. Let's say that I feel like I know Van Jefferson's injured. I think he'd be their third wide receiver, yeah. wouldn't he, ordinarily? And they don't... And I you think... Skowneck? Yeah, Skowneck. Um, but he seems a bit of a bit part player. I mean, Higby just seems a safe safety yeah. valve for a bit like Cup, but obviously lesser quality that yeah. um, the quarterback really likes, that Stafford really likes. So I think I said Goff earlier. Yeah, it's definitely Stafford. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> it's definitely Stafford. <laughs> 
I, and, I, and I still, and it, it's chalking. We backed it last week. We backed Cup, both of us together last week at 94. And I couldn't be putting off anyone at Cup again at 97 because he just sees just so many targets. I mean, last week he was he was on nothing, I think, going into the second quarter. And I think Bet365 in play dropped him down to around about, is it 35, 40 yards, was it, Brad, after the first yeah. quarter? And, I'll uh, bet him up. I bet him over 40 yards, didn't I, before in the play. half? Yeah. yeah and, he had, and he had it by half-time, and I bet it in the second quarter, yeah. yeah so And then and then just exploded <laughs> and ended up getting around about 115, 120 yards. It, it, uh, you just couldn't count out a player like that. Obviously, game flow helped, and if it had been a game that maybe they had been 30, 40 points up, we might, we might not have seen it as much. Atlanta did their part in getting back into the game and keeping it close enough that they had to keep throwing, but... I don't see this game being. I don't think they'll run away. I can't kind of like them to beat Arizona, but I don't think we're going to see a, a big margin of, of victory there for me. Moving, no, like, you, like you say, story out. Arizona seem they're playing hard, aren't they? So yeah. it's not going to be a game you run away. And even if they do run away, he's still the number one target, isn't he? I think by a mile. Oh, easily, yeah. The yeah. amount of targets he gets is. Yeah, it is almost insane. I think he had 14 targets last week and then he had 15 the week before. So, yeah, yeah, you, you can't, you couldn't, game either. no, not, not enough to lean on for that long. No, definitely not. Moving on to my second bet, and it's going to be AJ Brown over five and a half receptions. I think you could probably play this as his receiving yards as well, but. I'm going to take the plus money at over five and a half. Last week, he's had five receptions. Week one, he's had 10 receptions. But this is as much against that Washington slot defence and, and defence in general with, with how bad it is. I mean, in week one, you've seen Christian Kirk go for six receptions, 117 yards. Zay Jones got six for 65. Marvin Jones Jr. got four for 38. And then, obviously, last week against the Detroit Lions, one of the one of the better bets of the whole week was Armand Rush St. Brown to have at least eight receptions. He ended up with nine for 116 in the slot. And then you had Josh Reynolds get three for 38. And I just think the chemistry he's got with AJ Brown, I think he'll be peppering him all game long. I think he, him, Goddard, I mean, even Smith, they're, they're the three. Like we just spoke about it with the with the Rams. That after them three, there's not really a lot else there that I see Gillian Hurts trying to target much. Um, and that Washington defense, as I say, is, is so bad. So I think five and a half receptions. I easily think he could end up with seven for probably 80, 90 yards come the end of the game. Yeah, I agree with there, Ross. Um like say he's a great weapon, isn't he? And yeah, I can't really argue against that. I think I think it has been a season like bit the wide receiver one, so don't overthink it. Yeah. But the the, tar, the the numbers do seem high, but invariably they're like clearing them quite comfortably. Yeah. Or as comfortable. I know obviously they don't all get there. But when you pick you can pick spots where you think it's like this week, I think with Renfro out now. And Adam's not having, well, I think he had like 13% target share last week. I think this week he's going to go back to being absolutely peppered by Carr. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's one of them. Just don't overthink it. He's the main receiver. 
they traded for him for a reason. So, yeah, I couldn't put you off that one, Ross, at all. Yeah, I mean, uh, the one last week where he had five, he still had eight targets. I mean, if he gets another one of them, I think we're, we're probably looking more like six and a half receptions maybe this week. Uh, first game, 10 receptions on 13 targets. I just uh, And also, that game against Minnesota really was a bit more of a blowout, wasn't it? And he still had five on eight targets, with it being a game that probably got out of hand and they actually didn't need to keep throwing it maybe as much as, as what they did or that. So, again, you, you just, with all these sort of bets, and especially overs, you're hoping the other team does you a bit of a favour and keeps the game close to, to keep the offences being neutral and, and keep it so they're not just either running the ball or if they're far behind, then they're passing it all the time. So, uh, Brad, yeah, on... it's, sorry, man. It's, it's one of them weeks where there's no real, a lot, not a lot, a fair few games a week. You can look last week, there was what three or four games where there was a double digit spread. So, you could help look, so it helped like, predict the game flow a bit, didn't it? You know, we'd yeah. be playing from behind and if they want to be running the ball in front. But there's so many games took to the spread, it's a little bit harder to envisage the way the way the game's going to go and bake it into your bet a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And there's been a big run on the sorts on the totals this year to wonders as well. It's, uh, I think that we're going to see a, a bit of a change. I don't think we're going to keep seeing games all going under, but I'm not sure what the splits are. But I know the unders on the season so far, uh, point total wise, is, is by far ahead at the minute. So hopefully, overs, which will coincide with, with our over props that we're giving out at the minute on here. Yeah, hopefully, mate. Okay, mate, on Some... to your second. My second bet is a player that I really don't like at all, Ross. So you know I don't <laughs> like him. <laughs> but I'm hoping I finally got to the bottom of him. It's Evan Ingram. I'm going to take his receptions over 3.5 at the aforementioned charges. Um, this is just basically based on the usage he's been getting. Uh, the, first, the first two games, he's had 12 targets. He had four for four against the Redskins. And then he had eight for seven last week against the Indianapolis Colts. And don't get me wrong, I would not be tipping Evan Ingram to clear his yards just because he doesn't seem to move far away from the yards of scrimmage. The A dot of his reception is really low. Um, he'll probably get, he'll probably average five or six yards a catch. But he seems a safety blanket for Lawrence. Lawrence seems to really like him for some reason. Um, but yeah, I think the three and a half is a little bit low considering the usage he's been getting. Um, yeah, it's it's one of them bets where if he if he loses, I'll regret it because I don't really like him as a player. But if you look at what the the Chargers have given up, they've given up eleven receptions so far in two games against tight end. So I think the um, middle of the field is going to be there. I think they're going to try and stop Kirk. Probably Marvin Jones and then Ingram would just be a little safety blanket underneath. So, yeah, it's Evan Ingram over three and a half catches. But, yeah, like I say, definitely steer, steer clear of his yards there. I think his yards are around 39. I think yeah. that's, that probably is about 10 too high, to be honest. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah uh, that's right. He's, he's one of them players that we've, we've looked at over a couple of years and he it just always seems to be the same sort of box score around him three or four receptions around about 30 to 35 yards. 
and it just seems to be all the time. I mean, this season, his average depth of target is only 4.6 yards. Yeah, so just nothing, is it, Ross? No, and that's why you can only look to his receptions and probably under on his yards. And that seems really strange that, well, you think he's going to get a load of receptions, but nowhere near his yards. But it's because of that. He's really such, such short routes. And I don't think he really has a big breakaway speed to get away from them. Um, I mean, last year, I think he only had... I think he only had six catches of, uh, no, sorry, he had two catches of 20 yards, and that's it. Um, he's not a big play tight end. He's more of a more of a receiving tight end. His, his average year, um, yards per target are always around six yards, 5.6, 6.2 over the last few years. Right. Apart from 2018, where he achieved the nine, nine yards per target, it's always been in the sixes or fives. Um, so I, I do. I think I think this sort of game as well as I, I, I like that charge secondary. Um, and I think that they'll match up well against the Kirk and Marvin Jones and Zay Jones, which then leaves it more open to some of the shorter passing to Ingram, to Travis Etienne, players like that. That's who I'm expecting. You'll be the ones that Lawrence will have more wanting to get the ball more to in this game. Yeah, I agree there, Ross. Obviously, but yeah, I can't. I agree with what you said there, mate. Uh, any other bets, Brad, on the week that you like at the minute, or any lines you're waiting to see come up, maybe at some point to get involved? Uh, well, we spoke last week, didn't we? I said keep an eye out for the um, Atlanta running back Tyler Algieri. Yeah, he was around. I think I backed him last week at six to one any time. Yeah. And he got he got three carries in, inside the ten, so it's a little bit of a bad beat. He seems to be getting he's he's four to one this week. I've seen any time. That's the best I've seen. He's five to two in places. So I think eventually we'll take over that job from Patterson, and he won't be getting four to one any time. And that, that Atlanta offense with Mariota has been surprisingly good, isn't it, Ross? So yeah. he's one I'd keep an eye on if you can get decent decent price on him. Um, I like Dallas Goddard. I know you spoke a bit a lot about the Eagles' offense, but I think Goddard will have a a good game too against Washington. Um, and also back to Atlanta, I think Drake London, the the rookie wide receiver. I think his line's low enough around fifty three, fifty four. That's the Star that Wars with the uh, Wookie then, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so. Yeah, that's all. What about yourself, Ross? Anything else you like, mate? I like, I like Mahomes. I think with that's one of the players we've seen a bit of a dip in his his yards. At the minute, it's ten and a half. It was actually seven and a half this morning, so it's gone up a little bit. I still think the ten and a half is better, bud. He's done it in thirteen out of twenty games, and obviously he hasn't done it yet this season. But with a quarterback like Mahomes. He's not one that's just a statue in a pocket. He will happily run at any given moment. And I think his line usually is between 16 and 20 yards. I just think I would I would rather buy the dip now down at 10 uh, than wait another week. I think it's, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him be back over his 10 like normal. And then next week we're, we're back looking at the 16 or 17 yards. I try a lot betting players when they've either had too big of a jump up or too too little, like um, 
Patterson last week, he got bumped up to 50 from 30. Uh, I think he ended up getting 40 yards. It's just, I think this is a good time to play Mahomes rushing it out of any time. Other than that, there's there's not really anything. They're all they're all about the same. I think there's some of these games this week, there's some really bad teams. And I don't want no parts of some of their offences over or under because as bad as their offences are, a lot of them, their defences are, are as bad as well. So I think it would probably be more a, a watch and, and learn from maybe some of these and see if any of them can make a bit of a breakaway or or maybe grab more of a starting role than than what they're getting at the minute in some of these two two back roles or separating a one wide receiver one to a wide receiver two. Yeah, look, you say there's a lot of bad games, there's a lot of bad offense offenses, isn't there? I mean the prime time, the Monday night game this week is a prime example really. Cowboys yeah. against the Giants. Not a game you want to get involved with anyone for overs. Yeah. Um, I think there could be a few decent unders when the line goes up. I think Giants are probably one of the worst two and O teams I can remember. Really, yeah. Um, they're two and O really is a bit laughable. So, yeah, uh, and just, it was one of them... me on going three and No, I, I no, bet them against them, but they they could easily come Tuesday morning. We could be sitting here and we're looking at the Giants at three and O, and we're thinking how's that happened and that and. Uh, but then maybe we'll get some value. Hopefully, hopefully it won't be baked into the line too much, and we and we might get a bit of value there. Yeah, I think it's just one of them. It's one of them weekends where obviously there'd be bets to be made. You just got to look, look a bit harder. I mean, mm. some 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 of them look too obvious, don't they? You look at the look back to that Miami game. The Tyreek Hill seventy-ish Waddles around sixty-five, and you got two of there. I mean. Put all three overs in the bet builder. It's probably going to play about yeah. nine to two, five to one. Yeah, it's not a bad bet. You wouldn't put anyone off that. Um, so there is nice bets. So just sometimes maybe just not overthink it. Yeah, definitely. And uh, another one there as well is the uh, the old air yards as well. Um, you've got obviously the rookie Olav from uh, the Saints last week, three hundred and thirty odd air yards, which I've I've never seen something so high. I think he got eighty yards. But I wouldn't put anyone looking at maybe betting his either overs, his either yards or longest reception in their matchup. He's clearly going to be targeted deep. Winston loves a deep throw. Um, it's not going to be long before he's going to come down with a couple of them big plays and, and really have a big game. And DJ Chark for Lions, uh, another one come out, I think, last week with no receptions, but he had four targets. And I'm pretty sure all four were pretty decent deep targets down the field. He's another one who's had a lot of air yards without actually getting getting onto the ball. I think this sort of matchup against the Vikings, ideal Vikings are giving up a lot of big plays. So it would not surprise me in the slightest to see maybe both of them go off. Yeah, this just way. going back to the um imp sorry mate, I've lost you that. Sorry mate, just going back to the in play stuff we were talking about earlier of Cup. I mean obviously there is a lot going on, on Sundays. And you can't keep your eye on every game, but if you are watching the game and you're dialing in, have a look at the inline prices because they seem to have moved along with really aggressive Ross, don't they? Yeah. I mean, the, rec- the receivers seem to be can drop 15, 20 yards on one drive. If they don't see a target, they really drop. And well, we had Eckler the- Thursday night. Sorry, jumping it, putting in. Eckler was another one, wasn't he, Thursday night? 
after what was it after the first quarter against Chiefs, he was down to 14, 15 and a half yeah. receiving and yards. He, and he opened at 39, I think, yeah. didn't he? So he'd come down 26 yards and that was another one. It was in by half time. Yeah. And I think he cleared the I think he probably cleared the opening number of 39. So yeah, 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 it's just one of them. Obviously, probably main prime time when you can really watch it more. But with the main slate on Sundays, I mean, Sunday lines are wild, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. No, it's a great point. It is. If if anyone's got accounts at at the places that do offer the in-play props, definitely look into it. Watch the game. See how the game flows going. Uh, there's the, the, there's some big drops that are happening quite quick and. It helped us out a bit going into this weekend. So, yeah, it's a really good point to make, Brad. Okay, other than that, I think that's about it. Unless there's anything for you to add? No, that's it, mate. I mean, thanks for having me on again. It's all right. Look forward to listening to the size prop. I mean, Definitely. Week three already, Ross. I know, so, yeah. It's, uh, goes too quick. <laughs> it certainly does, yeah. It'll be Christmas before we know it, man. Um, right, I will be back definitely next week, Wednesday, with Gil Alexander beating the book. It's coming on to discuss week four. So look forward to that. There is DraftKings free competition again this week. I'll post the link. And other than that, everyone, good luck. If anyone wants to send in any messages, any bets they like, anything they want to ask, any questions on any players that maybe we haven't spoke about or they'd like to, us to speak about more. Always open to any feedback. So, yeah, other than that, good luck, Brad. Good luck, mate. Thank you, mate. Good luck to everyone. Have a good weekend.